Everyone faces questions and decisions that require insight and answers as we move forward personally, professionally, and corporately in all areas of this thing we call life in America today. Hello, this is Joe Schofield, and I invite you to tune in every Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. as we talk together and hear from key leaders of all ages and backgrounds about your questions. Interesting, informative, intuitive, but always encouraging. Tune us in on BBS Radio Network. Join Pastor Joe and co-hosts Ron Greer, Dr. Paul Hall, Stephanie Thayer, and Dr. Craig Thayer in Raising Expectations. Hey, good evening, friends. Hey, thanks for tuning in tonight to Raising Expectations. And uh, as you already know, and we share a lot during the week, that's our goal in life through our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ to lift you up where there are no answers. We know the one who has them all. And we hope that we encourage you each week. That's why we bring unique people into the show each week for you um, that that are in the field of the questions that you ask about and ask for. And uh, so I invite you to go to our website, bbsradio.com forward slash raising expectations. And uh, there's places there on the website where you can just uh, write a question in, leave a box, leave a note for us. I'll get it. We'll all get the, the note on there and uh, be able to maybe direct some questions for things that you're looking for. But in the meantime, we're so glad you took time to be with us tonight. And for those of you that aren't with us on Monday Nights Live, we're so thankful that you follow us during the week on five different platforms. The best of all is uh, BBS Radio TV. And then, you know, Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, uh, Sounds Like, and uh, the other ones. They're all good. <laughs> so so much I'm on. But uh, this is a test, and we're going to come back and ask you for the rest of them before the show is over, but there's five of them. So in any event, as we move along, I want to introduce you to the team. I'm Pastor Joe. Most of you know me, and uh, I'm a retired pastor, uh, just all kinds of silly stuff, entertainer, this, that, and the other. But uh, God's always been good in my life, and I love him with all my heart, and we want to share that faith with you. So he's blessed me with some of the greatest people I could ever know that are uh, a part of our co-host team. And I want to start on the West Coast, and I want to start by introducing you again to Dr. Paul Hall in the thriving metropolis of Lompoc, California, which is just very good. Very good. (laughs) Whoa, it's always a test. I have to get through the first test, folks. Remember (laughs) Lompoc, Lompoc, or Lom something. There are a lot of Loms out there that can mess it up. So you got to be real careful. Anyway, Paul, you having a great week? So far, it's Monday. I still got time to muck it up, you know. (laughs) So. uh, (laughs) Monday's good, isn't it? That's easy. We do Monday to start with. Yeah. Yeah. So, and all of you that asked this week, if there are any more balloons flying over, Char, uh, Rocket Town is uh, where our space base is, so to speak. And uh, he was taking care of those extra balloons. He had a slingshot. You remember last week. So don't worry. He's still on it, right? I'm on it. I'm on he's it. Good. 
He's got it. Paul has uh, been my friend over 50 years. He's a wonderful retired pastor, a theologian, a professor. He's just a guy that everybody loves. And I know everybody because I'm one of those everybody's. And uh, love you, brother. I'm glad you're here. And we'll get going here and have some real fun tonight with two very special people you're going to meet in a minute. Now, in Central America, the great thriving state of Texas, one of our favorite pastors, Ron Greer, is not there tonight. So uh, we're going to miss him tonight. He got called away with uh, Man in the Mirror. You've had those mornings where you wake up and you look in the mirror and a guy starts talking to you. Well, whatever it was, he told Ron today that he had to be in Florida tonight, right, Paul? So he's in Florida tonight. And if you believe what I just said, take a nice sip of coffee. We're going to move right along. But in any event, he won't be with us tonight. He'll be back next week and uh, same time, ready to go for you. But if we go all the way to the southeast, which is still south, as he shares, uh, we also we have the Thayers, Dr. Craig Thayer. And uh, and Dr. Craig is with us tonight. Craig goes by Tank. He's a incredible uh, trauma surgeon. He's a health and nutrition specialist. And he and his wife, Steph, will not be with us tonight. She's uh, has an uh, important meeting, some things with somebody probably in their business. I think she shared. So uh, Stephanie's in in those meetings. She can't be there. But we've got Dr. Tank with us tonight, and he's coming to us all the way from where is it, Tank? Arcata, California. Oh, wow. So I'm uh, across the nation, closer to Paul. And All you. Right. Come on yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and way away from my wife, who's, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm uncensored, so be careful. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> What's that microphone there, Bob? By the book behind yeah. you there. <laughs> Somewhere back in the bookcase. Somewhere back in the bookcase. Hey, everybody. You all know Tank and uh, you, you know Stephanie. And they're, they're two of the most special people you ever meet. They love the Lord. They love each other. And they are such a blessing. I had somebody again this week, uh, this past week, share with me. We tune in Raising Expectations just because we so enjoy having fun, interacting and listening and just being family with you. So we hope we will be your radio, TV, podcast family and just feel like you know us uh, and that we could say that safely because there's uh, there's five of us, so you can't call us the odd couple. But in any event, <laughs> like that old show, we're going to have a great time tonight. Uh, you know that uh, we've shared with you every once in a while we get to have uh, people that we know better than others. I happen to know these people really well. One's my sister, and she's one of the best sisters in the whole wide world. And another, her husband, uh, he's about one of the greatest pastors and counselors you'll ever meet. And uh we're so glad to have the Poes back with us tonight, and they're going to share with us. We're going to have some great interaction, um, joy, love, humor. My goodness, incredible insights that they have about love and life. And when I think about the two of them, I really think about how God uses them to encourage and strengthen and just lift people up. I mean, they've got friends that uh, that, that they talk with that... Um, they, they elevate and lift just by the way they treat people. And he reminds me, Cliff, and so does Jeannie, that uh, we're called of God, that that old saying I used to use, um, everybody who crosses our path during the day ought to be a better person for having spent 30 seconds, one minute, or five minutes with us. If they spend 10 minutes, then you get angry and tell them they're taking too long. No, no, no. What you really want to make sure you do is just make sure you hear them and care about them. And make them leave knowing that, hey, they count because God put them in your path. So Cliff and Jeannie Poe, all the way from the great state of Texas, and uh, they're in the woodlands, uh, right? And they're coming with us to us tonight. And uh, 
He's a, he's about, I had two great brother-in-laws, and you know about Steve. He's gone home to be with the Lord. Between Steve and Cliff together, we we had so much fun. And uh, Cliff's just one wonderful guy. And Jeannie Beth, or Jeannie, excuse me, Jeannie Beth to me, but she's liable to call me Joey, and that won't work. So anyway... <laughs> Let's bring him on, TJ, all the way from Texas. And uh, Craig, you're going to have to lead us tonight because your bride is always one who leads us in to give him the right hand of fellowship. Uh, excuse me, to give, to give him the round of applause. Go ahead. Yeah, that's it. You're in, guys. Round of applause. Now you're welcome, Dan. Now you're welcome, Dan. Yeah, they're in a first How are you guys doing? How you doing, Craig said? We're doing well. We were just, we just got back from Holly's Island, South Carolina, where we had a seminar that we work on and talking about launches and what have you. We were exactly, what were we, six miles from where they, the balloon came down mm-hmm. and right in the middle of one of the drills that we were working with, the whole, everything started shaking, building started shaking. And I looked at one of the other directors, he looked back at me and then one of, one of those that helped us is a policeman and he went out to check and he said it was a whole like three or four um army helicopters just in low and he said they were really low coming right over the top of the church where we were and then and then the troops came in the church no and they were looking for volume being off yeah 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 i was i was tied to a rocket uh, going somewhere else (laughs) <laughs> well, talk about well, special well, effects. Top of wow. that right there. Yeah. <laughs> the people that we attended actually was the one who actually caught the shot when they fired it out of the sky. He had a heads up, and he was. They said, "Get out there! This is what's going to happen!" And he got yeah, all he the shot. Mm-hmm. Got uh-huh. the shot. Anyway, we had a great time. Uh, we were able to work with 22 couples, which wow. since we started our program five years ago, that's actually been our largest group. Mm-hmm. Um, still small enough, we could give everyone personal attention, but big enough that we had some good momentum and yep. some good experiences. So a lot of good energy. Awesome. That is awesome. Um, that was in South Carolina, right? Did uh, you? This is the first time we've ever been there. Just we south of Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. Oh, Myrtle. Okay, South of Myrtle yeah. Beach. Sure. Yeah. Wow, that's they're not far from you, Tank. They weren't far. No, no. Yeah, it's right, right along the beach. Almost like the same parallel with us in Dalton. So, but I gotta commend you guys. So it's like you guys, you know, you show up for what you do, and you look at the crowd that's there, and it's gotta be encouraging. And sometimes, if there's only one or two it's got to be discouraging but but what you do is so important keep doing it please thank you thank you thank you go on the website and you'll you'll see one of one of uh one of the compliments that was made afterwards and what have you it was pretty awesome and he ended up with how many hits did we have on that Twelve thousand, something like that because he's a he is a photographer he's a photographer and things of that nature but he was really something so just kind yeah. of, you know, um, kind of review what we do for people who don't know. Uh, we were doing uh, seminars, life enrichment seminars. And then what happened was um, 
people wanted help with their marriage. Increasingly, people wanted help with their marriages. So we started doing marriage as part of marriage seminars, part of it. And we have a daytime element and a nighttime element. And why don't you tell them the difference? Okay. Well, in the daytime, couples work on their couple relationship. And then in the evening, uh, they come back, but they're in separate small groups. And everybody works on themselves, getting really clear on who they are and what they want and where they need, you know, where they're broken, where they need to, to grow. And so it really is like a one-two punch. We think it's why for, we've been doing something similar for over 20 years. And I think the reason that it's been so effective is that a lot of, a lot of times you just work on your marriage or you just work on yourself, but in this you do both. You do and, both. The key to work, making your marriage work is really being healthy individuals. So uh, we love what we do. We see great results every time. Uh, we had several people. We well, having it in the church was really a, uh, it was interesting. Interesting because normally we're in hotel ballroom, uh, but having it in the church, it worked really great, and uh, the church was really appreciative and very. They were great hosts for us who provided all that we needed. So that's enough about that. But and there was a yeah. space for the very first time, as well as the education of life. Yeah, we had there's a spiritual component, mm-hmm. of course, and uh, people did enter a relationship mm-hmm. with Christ, and uh, so that was very very rewarding as well. Wow! So they really get into themselves too, and they're able to face some of that things, and then come together, together and separate. That's good. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. in the church, was it a Baptist church? Kind of uh, this uh, <laughs> Island oh. Community Church. Oh, yeah. I just wonder because since so oh, okay, since you're not in the um, since you weren't in the ballroom, I just figured you couldn't dance on at this one, right? <laughs> oh no, we did. <laughs> oh, did you? Okay, good. Oh yeah, we always did. No problem. Yeah, they, yeah good, good, <laughs> excellent. Yeah. Uh, Shoot, this goes way back, Tank, and a lot of people that watch the show are in that age bracket. We we cover millennials, a lot of millennials up, and Xers and others. I'm, we it's interesting. It's really interesting. But uh, we can look back, and uh, Paul and I can remember when we got to Texas. Oh my goodness, some places where if you mentioned the word dance, you know, you had to quickly check your salvation. <laughs> it was way back no, when. You just simply rephrased it as a foot fellowship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what did they call right. that foot fellowship? Yeah, right. Yeah, we we went to a Nazarene camp once, and boy, that was that was. There were a lot of interesting things. So now it's so great to see people like yourselves getting them together because um, they probably carry some things from that era that they were told were tied perhaps more tightly to the realities of life rather than simply add-ons or or feelings that certain people thought were more important than others. And so if they could get some of that out with both of you, I would imagine there's some freedom in that to relate to each other. That's neat. Yeah. So, so many times couples who come to us have um, have really pretty much exhausted everything they know to do. So often they come through the doors and they say, you know, if this doesn't work, we're done. Uh, or they may have already filed for divorce. They may already be divorced. Some of them, we've even had divorce couples come back because they want to look at it. They just don't feel like things were settled. Um, and so we we get an opportunity to help people 
one of the things kind of wanted to talk about tonight too is how um, so many couples fail to make each other a priority, fail to make their marriage a priority. And, uh, and when you do that, then things get put on the back burner and things get overlooked and, and swept under the rug. And uh, before you know it, you've grown apart. You just two skips passing in the night. Right. So, yeah. 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 So anyway. Um, God, all right. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll, great stuff. Go ahead, Jane. Let me add. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, you know, God, which you, I think you bring, because you don't know whether you're, I did Boy Scouts with my two, two youngest, right? So before flag raising, there would be this prayer, and it would be, worship your God in the way you normally do, right? So whether you're Christian or Muslim or whatever, it honored all, all gods, right? So, um, and I will say, you know, if you're Mormon, Jehovah, whatever, same God, different roof, right? So um, we have a God. So but you bring the God, you, you you sneak it in, which is awesome. I love that. But the second thing is your wife, right? So God, wife, family. That's the way I think the Bible reads the way we should do stuff. And that's the way I do stuff. So it's like, and I think you do too. So it's like, okay, sneak God in or bring it in. You don't sneak it. You just bring it, right? So, and then wife, relationship, and then family, if there's a family involved. And you do that. That's great. Yeah. 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 A lot of times it's, it's just not knowing how to communicate with one another. We get so busy in what we're doing in life, personally. Right. Um, and when we finally have that moment, which is what we put together, if intentional time with one another saying this is what we see our marriage vision to be this is what you're important what you bring into it those sort of things and people don't really think about that at all they just think like he doesn't get me or she doesn't get me and they get into this big argument which is over the simplest thing you do you and i'll do me that's right you do you and i'll do me i hear that a lot (laughs) you know See, that's that's kind of a sign again. I, I mean, I understand what they see. And we have a team that actually peels off layers. They they can actually. There's so much giftedness in the people that we work with. Joe, we sent you those pictures to see them. Um, it just God just moves throughout that entire group at the time, and it's just um, watching them be healed from physical pain, from mental health issues, all of those sorts of things, because it was just simply disconnect a lot of times. And I have to say it, the COVID really did a number on a lot of people and a lot of couples, and we start to see that. So... But back to what Craig was saying, you know, yeah, God, then your spouse, then Absolutely. Then being, family. Which is what you were saying, being intentional. Uh, so, yeah. 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 So how do you make your spouse a priority? What are some of the things that we can do? Um, one of the things that Jeannie and I adopted several years ago was the slogan, we get to. We, we don't have to. to. Mm. So in our, in our marriage, we get to face this issue together. We get to work on this together. Mm-hmm. We don't have to. Uh, at any time, you know, we could make the choice not to. Well, we could turn away from our Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But Definitely. we have to turn into one another. Which has, has a lot to do with your attitude. You know, if you yeah. have the attitude that it's a privilege to have a relationship, it's a privilege to have someone who loves you, 
Um, mm -hmm. And even when you're having tough times, you get to be together and work on it together. Yeah. Yes. Um, amen. Yeah. So, you know, we 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 about disconnected and came apart after we'd been married 17 years. We've been married almost 40. It'll be 49 in so 32 years ago, it wasn't so pretty, it wasn't so good, and it was pretty hard. Yeah. And so uh, we had to find our way back toward each other. Uh, one of the things that we do, and we talked about this on the very first time we watched the show, uh, was we encouraged couples to have what we call a daily diet. Uh, for 10 to 15 minutes, just sit down and make eye contact with each other. Uh, it's amazing how often people don't even make eye contact. Yeah. And so sit down, make eye contact, and we teach couples <clears throat> to do something. Uh, one of them is to admire or appreciate the, their spouse. Mm -hmm. So to appreciate is to say thank you yes. uh, for something that, that, that they have done that blessed you, eased your load, whatever. And admire is about the character. Mm -hmm. What do you admire about their character? Oh, I got lots on you. Oh, anyway, um, <laughs> so that's admire or appreciate. And then the second thing is we give them a sheet of feelings, it's like 500 different feeling words. Mm -hmm. We have them put their finger on a feet up, down on the page, and wherever their finger lands, that's the word they, they work on. And so, say, for instance, I land up frustrated. I can't use her as an example. No, no, no. So <laughs> I have to think about a time I'm frustrated. Good. And then I have to share with her a time when I was a child, as far back as I can remember, that I was frustrated. And what, what that does is it connects her to a memory that I have, and she can see me in her mind's eye as a little boy who's experiencing that, or as a teenager who's experiencing that. And it's funny how that builds intimacy, because, well, intimacy is to be known, and mm. there's so much more that we still discover about each other just the other day with a couple even after 49 years of marriage we're still discovering yeah yeah, yeah. we didn't you're right yeah. and the third thing we have to do is share what they need um and then the fourth thing is to pray or make a wish for so we encourage people to pray out loud for each other and we have ways to help them learn how to do that if mm -hmm. they don't know how to do that so and i was amazed at how many couples do not audibly pray over one another yeah, it's it's something that they we ask the question and you about seventy five to eighty percent say no, we don't. No, so most people don't, and uh, it's a great intimacy builder. It's a very it's to be intimate with God and with your spouse. Mm. Uh, it's a it's a whole new level. Can I think. Real quick. Okay. Sure, go ahead. <laughs> we practice what we preach, so to speak. And I can remember one time specifically that we were on our way back to Houston to finish off one of the seminars on Sunday, and we were doing our diet, our daily diet, as we were driving up to make sure we got it in. And I remember when Chris said, well, what do you eat today? And I did not feel well. And I could feel my lymph nodes were just like I was about to come down with something. And I told him, I said, I don't feel well, I feel weak, and I'm. we need to be there for these couples to finish strong and complete the process. And so he prayed audibly over me, and I kid not, I will never forget this, when we pulled in to have our car 
what do you call it? Valet. Valet. I was healed. I had energy. I had a clear mind. And I will never forget that moment. It was because that intimacy connects a prayer over me. Just it just it blew me away. It was the first time in my life I really felt something that was that intimate and that crazy good. So okay. we like to share that. It's important. Yeah. So we, mm-hmm. we encourage couples and teach them to do a daily diet. And then another part, because we didn't know how to do that. We didn't know how to communicate or talk to each other. Um, and then, and Joe, you put this, I think, in the uh, in the promo for tonight's session. We we learned about the love languages. They've been around for a long time now. Mm-hmm. But Gary Chapman's book about the five languages of love was very revolutionary to us in our relationship. Because yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like active service guy, and she's quality time girl, you know. So I would I would go home early and maybe straighten the house and start dinner, do some laundry, get everything really good. So when she came in, she could just fall into my arms and you know be so in love with me and think I'm just awesome. And uh, <laughs> that, you don't hurt them. That would work. <laughs> no. Yeah, I walked in and I what the message I received was not what he intended me to. What I received was, oh, so you think I can't handle that? You think <laughs> I can't go to work? I can't come home and cook dinner and take care of the kids and everything else. So anger built up in me, and he didn't understand why I was angry with him. I didn't see angry. I've been trying. So busting my rear end and making sure everything dies. <laughs> And that's a common mistake with love languages because we tend to share love in our love language instead Mm -hmm. of understanding our husband or wife or partner Mm -hmm. and sharing that with them. In other words, yeah, if I go, because if I just put my hand on him and when he says he's tired and I just rub him or or I scratch the back of his head when he's driving, it just relaxes him and he's not angry anymore. While we're driving, but that sort of thing, it's, it's that, it is that understanding and Cliff loves to be cooked for. And I absolutely love cooking for him. Active service. Yeah. So, yeah. how about you guys? Do you know what your love language is? Yeah, men, men, men are a lot of touch. Yeah. And Steph, Steph's Trans America Airlines, she's <laughs> time, words, and affirmation, right? So, or mm-hmm. acts, acts yeah. right? So, so I, I'm, all of us, like our, our, not the three youngest, but the two youngest have done, and we're all TW something. And so it's cool. Um, so it really works. So, um, it is. yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. So you want to make your, you want to make the person you're loving feel love. Yes. Yeah. You do that in their love language, not yours. So, yeah. yeah. Quality time. What about it? Quality time is really kind of a, a strange character because no. my quality time is time spent without phone, TV, all that other stuff. I'm like, let's go to the movies. That's quality time together. Or let's watch the ball game. <laughs> no, no. And I'll do yeah. that. Like, this is a TWA. It's like time, words, and, and acts all in one. Like, I'm showing oh, you this. Right. And I'm devoting time. And here's the words. And. Yeah, the <laughs> dominant part of that, you got to find the dominant yeah. part. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's really great. One thing that we did when we lived closer to the beach is we would get up and pack up a tent and take the car out and 
park it on the beach, eat breakfast tacos, and just watch the sun come up. You know, I watched the runners up and down the beach, and just it's sometimes we didn't even just say anything. It was just that time that we were breathing together and setting everything. It, it just meant the world to me. I mean, my love tank was filled. I was ready to go. So it kind of back to what you're saying, tank. too. you know, mm-hmm. a lot of guys. I had a question about this, and I, I didn't really wasn't clear on it till I heard Gary Chapman speak one day. Um, it just seemed like so many guys thought that they were physical affection because they liked sex. Right. Well, you know, most guys like sex, but that doesn't mean that, you know, it's physical affection. He said, if you find yourself holding her hand or putting your arm around her, or you know, like Jeannie was explaining or staring a while ago, if I'm restless in the bed, she'll put her hand or scratch my back and I just automatically relax. So I'm active service and, and, uh, and physical touch. So if you enjoy the hugs and the, you know, the hand holding and cycling on the couch, and if you do all those kinds of things, then you're physical. Uh, so sometimes people, I think, need to clarify that a little bit. So Joe, what, what's your love language? Do you know? Uh, eating Jeannie's cooking. It's really good. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, right, Cliff? You name it. Cliff yeah. will say, I wish we're going to have for lunch. You know, it's great. Um, I, I guess what I'm thinking, too, is that, um, you know, as, as we think back, I, we can't help but think that part of what raising expectations is about is looking at things that over our shoulder that we've seen in light of what you're saying. Uh, couples who have been married once all their life, couples who have fallen into the potholes of life and Christ had to pull them out of the potholes, um, like I talk about in this book. Um, but so many times I'm asked different questions. We had a good friend, Harold John, Harold uh, Duncan. Remember Dr. Duncan? He's, uh, yep. he's the guy. You guys would love Harold Duncan. And we used to talk about this. And um, it seems like so many times, whether it's particularly what you're talking about in marriage, it's, it's so important what you're saying. And the same with theology, studying the Bible, knowing the verses, knowing this, knowing that, equipped for what? And as one man told me just about two weeks ago, he said, you know, I think what you're going to be doing now, Joe, what all of you are doing, and I hear you two are doing this in a unique way. And Tank's talked about this before, too. Um what does a, a marriage look like? And what does a Christian look like in this crazy, woke, socialist, bent nation that's being swept out from under our feet today? Okay, does what we've learned biblically, does trying to figure who we are and pouring ourselves out to somebody when a marriage didn't work, is that null and void? No, those are facts. Those are important things. But have you run into people like a couple that have talked to me on this? That uh, that you're able to relate like you're saying now. You made it so clear. Sitting and having the fish tacos. Um, I hope it wasn't sushi. I hope they cooked it. But having the fish tacos. And then, uh, you know, cleaning up for one another or helping this way. The things that you do as, as, as help for your spouse. It may have had bad connotations for somebody. They said, my wife, I, I had it all wrong. I couldn't figure it out at all. What do you say to somebody as you adapt that? In other words, how do I say this, Tank? The truth is the same, but the application needs to be 
slightly different in how the Holy Spirit leads us to share that. Otherwise, people turn us off, the church off, this off, that off. And it's right there, like you're saying. You are, you two are so real. Don't you guys feel it? And Steph and you are so real. And, uh, and, and can you address that a little bit? I can't form a question. Just, you see what I'm saying? Selflessness. I think you need to, um, in relationships, mm-hmm. um, work relationships, whether it's uh, your marriage, which is first and foremost, it's being selfless. It's not that I have to do this, but I get to do that. That's probably why that statement is so important to us. And actually, when our eldest friend was talking to um, a group and he was talking about you know, sometimes God puts us through those hard things, but we get to go through that because it creates character and it de- it develops us. Um, and a lot of the couples that we work with, if they have struggled in several different areas in their lives and what have you, it's the selflessness that actually brings them back together. And they make that they make that statement that okay, yes, the past is the past, but I forgive the past. And I selflessly move into the future with you. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of things that kind of came to mind, my mind while you were talking, Joe. And one of them was, um, you know, sometimes people get broken in the area of their love language so they can't receive it. There you go. Uh, if yeah. they were molested, for instance, and their mm-hmm. love language is physical touch, mm-hmm. they can't receive what makes it, what would make them feel loved. Mm-hmm. Because there's still brokenness there, and there's still healing that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, if, for instance, their parents gave them money just to get them out of the house, you know, uh, then they might not be able to receive gifts, even though those were, right? You know, uh-huh. that's their love language. Or if they're, uh, if they were verbally abused, they may not be able to hear the compliments and the words of affirmation. So. Again, that's kind of where the healing comes in, and that's what we like to do. You know, we 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 like we love working with people because everybody's broken, just in a different place, and we can mm-hmm. all do better, and we can all grow uh, individually. We can see that in the Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, oh, and the other thing was you. Yeah. What when we were talking about quality time, and Jeannie was talking about what her quality time looks like. You need to ask or find out what that person, what that definition of their quality time, what of their love language means to them. What is physical touch? What do they like? You know, what, what do they enjoy? Acts of service. What kind of acts of service make them feel loved? So mm-hmm. you find out because everybody's different and no, you know, like you're saying, no two people, they're the same application is different. Mm-hmm. So. And that gives you clarity. And how to yeah. and how to take care of the love life and yeah. and feeling safe, love. feeling yeah. safe to have that clarity. Says you're talking about like whether it's the husband or the wife, feeling safe to say, okay, here's where I am. Like I hear that you do. You're telling us feeling safe to say, okay, you feel like you give, 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 and that's not that's not the thing that's it's not coming across. So as you, uh, if you feel safe to let that out, the way you work with people, I think that's great because guys and wives, men and women can come together on that. And then they have somebody to lead them through the new application of the same wonderful truth that can bless and warm a life. 
And I, I really love the way you guys do that. Paul, I want to hear from Paul. Yeah, Paul, how are you feeling up there? All of you listening, Paul is the scribe. He is putting together a book. His book's coming out, and it's going to be Raising Expectations the first two years. all written down. You guys are in so much trouble. We're talking about that. We're talking about that. I'm sorry, I think. It's titled Theologian. Yeah, I'm Theologian. Uh, just a real quick question, because I don't want to miss this. You, you you spoke earlier about a website. Why don't you give us a website, and then I want to come back with, with another question, okay? Mm-hmm. Your website, uh, Cliff Genie. Yeah, you- we're going to have to say it out. I was unable to get it, so I I, I, I didn't get it to the station. So we'll, yeah, I kept watching. I didn't get an email or text. You okay. didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I texted you. I may not have gone through. I've been having. Did you go on an email with, with it? No, I texted it to you. Oh, but text. Have, okay, let me go back to text. Yeah. And uh, so the website is Love Recon V E R E C O N Love Recon dot org. Okay. Here's my thanks for that. Here's my question: What ratio, if, if you look at it, what ratio of um, Christian and those who are uh, non-Christian attend your seminars? Okay, do you find that people who don't have necessarily a tie to a church or maybe not much of a spiritual life, do you find that people are open? And they're looking for help, even though they may not follow Christ. Is that a good question? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, a, it's great, a good question. Great question. Go Absolutely. So we had a couple. Uh, yeah, most of the time, like I said, we do the seminar in hotel ballrooms for that reason, because a lot of people have spiritual damage, church damage, whatever you want to call it, um, and wouldn't want to do that. Wouldn't want to come near a church. But they will come to a hotel ballroom and everyone, we make it very, very clear in the beginning that uh, you're free to share whatever you want to share with your group and in your discussions, but no one is there to force someone else or try to proselytize somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, you can share what your own spiritual beliefs, but you're not there to try to force on anybody. And if we feel like you're preaching, they want you not to do that. Um, okay. So we try to make it safe. Um, There's so it many just depends. people there with yeah. Of course, this time we did it at a church, and so it was. We had more people who were Christ followers than weren't, but many times it it's the other way around. Um, so there seems to be always a few, you know, at least who follow Christ, but then there are those who don't. We have. You know, Jewish folks and all kinds of people, like you're talking about Jehovah's Witnesses. All of them. You know, all faiths pretty much are represented and are welcome. So do you feel that sometimes you have to take some time to unpack some myths about uh, Christian expectations in marriage? You know, for example... uh, you know, I was looking at it and thinking about this. Some there, there are some myths out there. For example, uh, uh, you know, one one myth is uh, a, a Christian myth would be I need to pray to God 
that he would change my spouse. You know, that that what a myth, you know, uh, yeah. but, you know, those kind of things that, and trying to, un, trying to unpack those uh, predetermined things of, oh, you guys are Christians. So I know where this is going to go, you know. Uh, so do, do you spend time unpacking some of that? I will tell you this that those who direct are very open about their lives. They're very transparent, which allows people to have permission to talk about the spiritual damage that they have. And they, by that time, have developed a close relationship with a buddy. Mm -hmm. And in a diet, they share a lot of that. Um, We... We don't say anything about Christianity or the God thing. We do tell them we're going to bring it up, and there may be those, and just go through the drill because it may be for someone else and not so much you. And that's not until we work through all of the healing that needs to happen in a human life. And it, typically that'll come in on late Friday night or for our, our Saturday. Our seminars run Wednesday through Saturday. And so it's a very slow progression of introducing spirituality. And by that time, they're comfortable with the fact because they've already experienced some healing. Right. And we've mm-hmm. given them permission to share what they believe. And so at that time, we, we you know, we, we say, you know, we, you've had the opportunity to share what you believe. This is what we believe. And this is why we do what we do. And, uh, you know, 99.9% of the time, it's very well received because, you know, we care about them. That's the, base, the bottom line. Amen. Amen. We've been pretty open about some of the things that have gone on in our spiritual spiritual damage for us as well, and that gives them permission to say, "Oh, well, so you're not up there with all the answers, doing this sort of thing, yada yada yada." Exactly. Yeah, we really yeah. were the churches too, yeah. um, because there was a time when we had a lot of serious church damage, and our it led into our children, and we share our story about year seven. Mm-hmm. It all happened about the same yeah. time. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, we've often thought about making a T-shirt that says "Love Recon." We can change your spouse. You know, just as a way to. Ah, yeah. You know what everybody wants, right? Yeah. I'm always false. Yeah. yeah. And the funny thing of this is to watch them evolve together because yes. they're separate with someone that you face to talk with, and then they they get brought together as a couple and they work on these issues together and. It's amazing how all of a sudden it's like, boom, wow, I did not realize that that was part of your life, that you carried that. And I'm so sorry that it yeah. helps build empathy in the relationship that they never had before. So it's a little bit deeper, Paul. Um, I should call you Dr. Paul. No, you can call me Paul, please. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I can call you Paul. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> I, I am blown away by how... All of us are so transparent with whom we are, which allows them to say, okay, these guys are real people. They're not people that are going to get up there and say, buy my book, do this sort of thing. Amen. Um, and the fact that they know that we hurt too, but we have managed to go beyond that, it, it gives them hope and a little authenticity. That's the word right there. Hope, hope is the biggest thing. So many people just are exhausted and they don't have hope. And <laughs> That's. I think that's the main thing that we offer them. There is hope, and there are, there are ways to come back together to rebuild this, to heal. Yeah. And that's why we so, do it. I feel like I feel like we climb in trenches and we we get all muddy and we get all dirty and what have you. But you know, God is clean and God washes clean. And to watch the to watch 
what happens in their lives. It's unbelievable. And on Saturday to watch them walk out of there and say, we don't want to lose this. Well, you're not going to lose it because we want you to stay together as a group and connect with one another as a group, no matter where you come from, because those are the people who are going to be there when you're struggling. And that's part of the beauty of what we do too, is, is the peer experience. You you have a peer group yeah. and it's amazing. You know, people always are, are blown away by the fact that others are dealing with the same type of issue. Yeah, and you give them a safe haven. You give them a safe harbor, which is exactly what Christ would do. But sometimes mm-hmm. I think we get so many this, that, and the other, like you're saying, that uh, people have to sit back and say, the Bible is true. So I need to step back and let God speak to me. There's something he wants me to see that doesn't have to do with rules and regulations, but it has to do with the saving of a life and a marriage. And, you know, we used to say, you know, be saved, you're born again, which we preach. But someday you'll know where you're going to heaven. Amen. But you know, it's almost as good as that is knowing that Christ will be with you every day until then. He walks with you. He listens. He talks to you. So when you feel hopeless, he's right there. He'll tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, I got this. You want to hear? And uh, I don't know if it takes years to get to that place or if it takes more people like you two helping people at this point. Tank, you have a thought on that? I could see wheels turning. Totally, totally. Psalms 23. Yeah. Though I choose, he changes the pronoun. Before it was, he leads me to. A quiet water, not running waterfall, whatever, in meadows that are, you know, providing. I choose to go through the valley of the shadow of death. I've chosen that, but he's still behind me with Man. his staff and everything else. He's always with us, right? So I always go to Psalms 23 when I'm in trials and tribulations. And Psalms 23, it's like, okay, there you are. You're, you're building a place for me in front of you forever and blah, blah, blah. So that horrible, reciting verse. So. Every step of the way, that's what I love about a relationship with Christ. He's with you every day. I, sometimes I talk to Paul. He's been my buddy so many years, and Tank and I get together. Tank has a new book coming out, ladies and gentlemen. It's awesome. We're going to devote our time to it. But it's called Saved. And it basically talks about all that he's been through this point in his life. He takes you right down the road and he proves with his life what he said with his lips that Jesus is behind him all the way. We need to hear stories like this, like Cliff and Jenny share with people so they know Jesus is a real deal. God is real. It's not about uh, some fig bar of someone's imagination. And let's just all have a religion. No, Jesus, the only begotten son of God, he died on the cross and if he died for no reason, it's the biggest colossal blunder of the universe in all time. No, he did so he could walk with us every day. I love it. Um, yeah. So check out his book, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to hear more about it. And I just got the first paperback. The hardback's not out yet. I've, I got my, uh, what do you call it? Producing Authentic Hope, like Cliff said. This yeah. is a new version of Legitimate Faith that was requested. And I uh, just, just got it. It's it's a nice, easy, 60-page read, and nice. uh, tells you the story in the back. This happens to be the paperback. The hardback's coming out also. Uh, and But I went back and perused it a little bit myself. I saw Paul today, and I thought, oh, my goodness. Sometimes I forgot, Lord. <laughs> You're right there. And I, I, I just don't want to be one of those guys that gets to be an old man. Of course, that's too late. But I don't be one of those old men that got there. 
that thinks I've got all these answers because I got them all in the book. Yeah, well, you know what? I have a savior that's bigger than the book. It's about him, and he wants to tell me how it works each and every day. Hey, Paul, you got another thought on this? We've got about a couple of minutes here before I'm going to. We're going to have to draw straws here. Maybe Tank's already for this. <laughs> Otherwise, once somebody's oh, he's ready. Good. He and, he and Steph. Got a- one of the things I uh, I appreciated you said while the little cliff you you uh, I don't want to miss this you said um, some people get broken in their love language uh, I I think sometimes we miss that uh, when we're uh, trying to communicate with people uh, and we don't know why they're acting the way they act you know or why we're acting the way that we act. Um, but I remember Lark, uh, hearing Mark Lowry say, uh, you know, we as Christians, uh, you know, especially gospel music singers, he said, we don't have it all together. We're just all freaks looking for our way home, you know. And uh, I, I think talking about brokenness and healing coming out of brokenness, um, such an important thing. And uh, and um, let, just a quick question, Cliff and Jeannie, why do you think, why do you think, and do you think that the Christian approach to relationships is any different than any other approach? You know, is that a fair question? What, what's distinctive about Christian approach? Well, I think it boils down to selflessness. Yeah, because, you know, with Christ, who was selfless, and became a servant for us, you know, then we can do the same without any expectation of, of what we're going to get in, re- in return. Amen. I mean, truly that kind of love, the kind of love that Christ has for us, uh, is the kind of love that we can have for one another. And I just can't imagine a marriage without that. It would just be like watching a black and white TV. You know, mm-hmm. we, might, we might get good reception, we might see the picture, we might, but it's not the same experience. It's not full color with all the sounds and everything else. Uh, it's just like C.S. Lewis, you know, it's just, it's just great. Um, mm-hmm. But to me, that's what about you? I was going to say the same thing. There are times that I don't feel like I want to be selfless. <laughs> just really want some things. That sort of, uh, but the point being that I get to, we keep going back to that mantra that we use. I get to, I don't have to, because Mm -hmm. he's alive, and he's part of my relationship. So I get to do these things, and then it becomes easy for me to be selfless. Well, and you know, there's times in your life, maybe in seasons where your spouse can't give you what you need. Like when you you were sick? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like either one of you are sick, or things happen, and... uh, you know, it's not possible for your spouse to love you even in the way that they want to love you. So what do you do? You 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 know that as a Christian, uh, my God will supply all of your needs through his riches in Christ Jesus. So all of my needs will be supplied if I trust God. And if I didn't have God, then I might look to other other things and other, you know, other people to meet those needs. Amen. That's a legitimate faith. And that truly, truly does produce authentic, authentic hope. It's there when you need it the most. I love it. 
Well, we normally have a little spot right here, and, and we've only got about three and a half minutes. But uh, uh, Tank, I hope she twisted uh, you up and you're up. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll be brief. First of all, the four of us, um, you guys are great examples of uh, you need to be ministered to before you can minister, right? So and, you guys all bring it because you've lived the life, you've walked the walk, and you can talk about it. So that being said, um, for those lovely folks that are listening to us, please keep us to raising expectations and bringing hope to all of you by funding us because it takes money. Not that, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll be personal. As a doc, I don't look at the money. I just serve people. And so do these people. They just do their work and they just do what they do. And they hope that they get funded so they can continue this program. So if you can go to our website. And if, yeah. yeah, hopefully it's raising expectations backslash. There we go. And the upper left, not quite left hand corner, but it says donate in yellow. You can click on that button and you can contribute in multiple ways. And if you can't, then you can always contact lovely Joe uh, to figure out how to do it. So um, we we love to be here. We love to keep going and we love to, to keep hope going in all the people we reach. And if you can help us, that'd be great. Amen. Thank you, Tank. Thanks, TJ. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have exactly one minute. And Cliff and Jeannie, we, uh, we're so glad you're with us tonight. And we're so glad you do what you do. And um, just really love you guys. Whole bunches. Way up, way up in the sky. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And you know, Winston Churchill mind. said, uh, Winston Churchill said, Americans always do the right thing after they've tried everything else. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so, uh, you know, it's uh, we just keep doing the right thing. It's uh, in Christ. It's not hit or miss. It, there's That's a certainty right. there. And uh, the more intimate we grow with him, um, the more we're able to be intimate with people around us, you know, in a meaningful way. And uh, I just want to encourage you, Cliff and Jeannie, keep keep plowing, you know, uh, mm-hmm. just plant the seeds and throw water on them and let God give the increase. You know, right. he'll, he does that. He does that. So That's thanks right. for being with us. It's always good to Thank see you. you. Thank you for inviting us. Yeah. We're, we're thrilled to have you with us. Right, Tank? All right. Okay. All right. And, and uh, one more time. Look at that shirt. Is that a great shirt, Cliff? You go look at, look at there. Oh, it's <laughs> Tank. Yeah. Serve. Period. Oh, thrive. Wait, wait, wait. I just said thrive what? One more time. Oh, thrive over survive. There you go. Thrive oh, over survive. That's 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 the name of our second book. So there it is. Yeah, that's what I wanted to see. Look at that. That's great. Mine says nothing, Paul. Sorry. Uh, mine says eat it, Joe's. It, it was nice. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in tonight. We are blessed, and we don't take for granted that you are here. Thanks for any way you can help us, and you have blessed us by being with us tonight. Share this show. Share it all week long with everybody on the platforms, and especially bbsradio.com forward slash Raising Expectations. Go right there, and you'll find it in all the uh, archives that will be listed for this day. God bless you. May he reach you at the deepest points of your needs as you trust and wait on the Lord. He's there. 
He'll never let you down. Just watch what he's going to do in your life. Thanks again so much. God bless you. See you next week. Same time. Good to see you all. See you all. Love you guys. Friends, thanks for joining us on this week's program of Raising Expectations. We profoundly hope you found it engaging and at times humorous, but most of all, uplifting, so that we may, with you, one topic at a time each week, become more encouraged to move forward to an exciting future in, as we always say, this thing called life in America today. So let not your hearts be troubled, your family, finances, faith, freedom. It can be a great future as we talk, listen, respect, and pull together. Please let me hear from you. You can reach me at 972-922-8556. That's 972-922-8556 or Joe Schofield on Facebook or LinkedIn. It'd be a pleasure to know you and we hope you'll listen in again next week on the BBS Radio Network.